do, 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 do. Here we go. My name's Todd Adams. And this is Kathy Adams. Welcome back to another episode of Zen Parenting Radio. Sweetie, I'm going to read our new opening that you that you wrote up for us this weekend. Oh, good. Uh, what is ZPR? ZPR is a... Oh, I'm going to mess this up. A logical? No, no. It says, Kathy is a spiritual emotional mom, and I'm a logical and practical dad. We discuss transformational wisdom everyday challenges, and pop culture to encourage what, sweetie? Laughter. Laughter. Self-awareness. Self-awareness. And empathy. And empathy. We have three daughters, ages 7, 10, and 12, and our goal is to give you the resources to become a better parent, but more importantly, to become a better you, sweetie. And always remember that the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. Amen. Amen to that. So we're going to talk about some events we have coming up, but first I'm going to tell you exactly what the show is about. We're gonna. I'm gonna tell a story about this weekend. I was with my daughters, and it has to do with the water park. Okay. Um, we're gonna talk about a phrase that you heard, sweetie. You, uh-huh. want, you want me to read it? Yes. Don't explain because if you start explaining, it'll take to... a while. Don't curse it, nurse it, and re- rehearse it. Instead, you can disperse it and reverse it. <laughs> I love it. Um, you want to talk about Time Magazine? <clears throat> yeah. And then, lastly, if we get to it, people fighting on P- Facebook. People fighting on Facebook. What's yes. up with that? Um, Remember that Cheers where, or no, when Cliff Clavin was a stand-up comedian? <laughs> and he says, drinking and driving. Drinking and driving. What's up with that? What's up with that? But first, sweetie, our first partner is uh, John Kelly. He does comprehensive dentistry. I'm getting my cleaning this afternoon. I can't wait. Oh, joy. Um, 5350 West Devon, Chicago Avenue. Uh, he does what's called non-retractable orthodontics for two of our daughters. So if you have a son or daughter in that phase of their life, you definitely want to give them a call. Uh, it's Chicago Dentist Online, 773-631-6844. But you'll get a new toothbrush. New toothbrush, and I think he gives you toothpastes too. Yeah. But I like Arm & Hammer, mm. baking soda toothpaste. Ugh. Yuck. You don't like that? No. <laughs> what do you like? Tom's. Who's Tom? Tom's Mint. Tom, it's kind of it's a natural toothpaste. You're a natural toothpaste. <laughs> so the topics uh, I already talked about. That's good. So we have two events coming up. Mm-hmm. One happens before the other. So the the first one is um, our Mother's Day virtual retreat, and it's May fourth through May eighth. Mother's Day is May tenth. Reminder to everybody, and we think that you should celebrate for more than one day. Yes, we think moms deserve it. Have a week-long celebration. What does that look like with us? Well, a virtual retreat means that you don't have to go anywhere or schedule anything. What happens is we send you emails. Um, we do some podcasts that are just for the retreat. They're not going to be made public or, you know, nobody How else How long are the podcasts? I don't know. Anywhere between 10 and 15 minutes? We haven't done them yet, so I know, but know. usually we've done this before. I know, but we always say that and then they go longer. And I don't think people care. Mm, okay. Because we kind of, you know, if you can listen to it, listen. And if you can't, um, just get... The most out of it that you can. Get the gist. But there's also a social networking page. We do a Facebook page so the community can kind of talk to each other. And it's really just an opportunity to focus on the our um, thing that we're doing is true balance, which means a lot of different things. And it's an opportunity to focus on you and how much you do and recognize how many great things you do and how um, you deserve to be celebrated. 
My favorite part is that you get to give it away to somebody. That yes. way you can do the retreat with the person. So how does somebody sign up for this? So meeting? go to zenparentingradio.com, click on events, and it's right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and as Todd said, once you register, then I send you an email, and you can send me an email of somebody who you would like to register for free. So then you can do so, it with, with your buddy or your wife or your husband. Or, or give or, it to your mom, right? Yeah. Give it to your mom for or Mother's your sister. Day. Or if you are a significant other... Give it to your wife or your partner, and you keep it for you, too. Right. The thing is, is that as what Todd and I talk about on this show and in the retreats, it's all universal, even though we will probably do a little more focusing on moms than usual just mm-hmm. because we're you know heading up to Mother's Day. It, it helps everybody, and it gives us a perspective um, of what moms do and what we do because sometimes we're hard on ourselves. We do so much, and then we still say we're not doing enough. What's that all about? I don't know. We, we're, we just go easy on ourselves, man. So the other event that we have coming up is on Monday, May 18th. It's a screening at York Theater in Elmhurst called The Empowerment Project. Project. It's a documentary. Uh, it's all about um, ordinary women doing extraordinary things. We, Kathy and I, believe in something called "You Got to See It to Be It," uh, and this is the "See It" part. So we're going to witness a really wonderful documentary of these amazing women, and we kind of. Uh, painting it like uh, it's a date night with you and your kid. Well, the reason that Todd and I chose this documentary is because of the work in the past that we've done with fifth grade girls and with girls who are pre-adolescent, you know, early teen years. And this movie, it fits perfectly into the work that we were doing. This is all about being able to see a new perspective on what women can do because it's not about, ooh, you know, let's hope that women can do these things. They already are. Yeah. And But we just don't see it enough. So please bring your daughter. Um, age, they recommend age nine and up. Um, make it a date night, like Todd said, Monday, May 18th. Um, and special thanks to Comprehensive Clinical Services, our friend Dan Martinez. Uh, he uh, was a big part of why we were able to bring this documentary to us. So uh, their website at Comprehensive Clinical Services is discoverccs.org, and they do all different types of therapies over there. You said why we were able to bring this documentary to us. To us, Elmhurst. Oh, to you. Yeah. To listeners. Well, I'm part of the listeners. I guess so. I listen to you. I listen to you. I'm a listener. I listen. I know. All right. So let's jump in. I was at uh, Daddy Daughter. Um, this is a quick anecdote. Okay. Um, I have three daughters. All um, are able to do the water slides at this water park I was at this weekend. I'm not going to say which one to protect the innocent. Uh, but one of them just isn't a big fan. Mm-hmm. And um, I used to. We've done podcasts, so there's no reason to regurgitate it. But, you know, we had that... Scenario when the one kid didn't want to go on Pirates of the Caribbean at Disney World. I wrote about that in my book. Yes, you did. Mm-hmm. So um, I am to the point where I really don't – I used to like care a lot. Like I need to make sure that she gets on this water slide mm-hmm. because if she does, she'll see how fun it is and then she'll be so happy. And I used to be like that and now I'm completely content with her not doing it. Because she's just not a big fan. But she did get pressure from one of her sisters to do it. That's a totally different relationship. And I kind of allowed that to a point Mm -hmm. uh, because there was a little bit of guilt or Ah. shame going on. So the pressure wasn't good natured. No. Well, it was she's like, you're going to have so much fun. You're going to have so much fun. But then it's then it was like, well, you know, the energy shifted. Mm -hmm. It started out benign. And it shifted to Shamey. you're being a wimp mm-hmm. and oh, uh, all that, that other yeah. stuff. So I say that out loud because I think it's a really important lesson. 
And uh, we are all guilty of this. We want our kids to have this enjoyment and this fulfillment. And we're at this water park and it was like a daddy-daughter <laughs> weekend. And I just kind of allowed it. And she didn't go on it. She didn't go on it the entire two days we were there. Yeah, she enjoyed different aspects. And honestly, she was kind of bored. Like she was in the hotel room for some of it because she didn't want to go down. But why would I want to impose my judgment to supersede her judgment. Well, and it's, I think it's even more than judgment. I think like when you just said that, you said, and, I wanted her to... And judgment, not like bad judgment, but like, I, I think you'll really like this. So well, I'm going to go ahead. And that's what I'm going to speak right. to is that it's not really judgment. It's us thinking that we know what will make our kids happy. And if they do this, they will be happy. And here's the truth. We actually are the ones who want to feel the happy. So we ask our kids to do things so we feel happy. That way I can say that, what a great weekend. Everybody had such an amazing time. And in that moment, you can say, see, you did all these great things. And and, and there's one, there's an extreme version of that where we just want the ego boost. But I sometimes think it's more, it's not always about the ego. It's about that we really just get joy when our kids are having fun. And so sometimes when they don't want to go off the diving board or they don't want to take this class or they don't want to do something, we, we somehow perceive that as being not good enough. And we get upset. And we get upset. And why do we really care that much? Why do we care that much? And that's the thing is, is I can speak to this daughter, all three of them actually, at different times that they haven't wanted to do something. They grow into it in their own time. Mm. There are things that this daughter wouldn't do two years ago that she was terrified of doing and has nothing to do with roller coasters and Mm. water slides, just things in life that she is now doing with complete confidence, right. especially school stuff, presentations. And my point is, is that they get to it when they're ready, when they're ready. But what about this? Let's consider the possibility because water slides are amazing. They're fun. I love them. To you. To me. Is it possible that she literally doesn't like these things? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's hard for me to even, I mean, I, I, I'm evolved enough to where I don't push her into it, but it's easy for me to be like, well, of course she's going to like it. There's a good chance that maybe she'll never like water slides. We just kind of see the world through our own little... We're watching our own movie. Yes. And we think because we enjoy it, she'll enjoy it. And that may not be true. Let me give you an example because this always happens with you guys at nighttime. You tend to play games with the girls at night. I do. And there's always like, we're going to play a game. And you you guys are pretty uh, easy on me, meaning I don't feel a lot of pressure. But occasionally there's like, mom, you play a game with us too. And sometimes I do, Mm -hmm. but sometimes I don't. And here's why. What I want to do at night is I want to sit on the couch and read a book or a magazine or or it, enjoy a conversation. And I want my children. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You were going to do a wah, wah, wah. Yeah, I was. I can't find but it. But don't do that. Don't, don't oh, no. do that I was going to do this. Don't do that. All right, go ahead. Because what I, I'm not done with the, what I want to do. Okay. I want my children, if I were to have, and when I say I want, they don't always do this. But I love it when they're on the other end of the couch and we're kind of both laying there and our legs are on each other or you are there and we're all kind of together mm-hmm. and we're doing our own thing, but we're together. Mm-hmm. It's a very creature comforting thing to me right. where I'm doing something I enjoy, you're doing something you enjoy, and we are together. And why this is so interesting um, is that if anybody saw Susan Cain's um, TED Talk on Quiet. Susan Cain wrote a book called Quiet about how introverts, we need more um, input from introverts in the world. We focus too much on extroversion. One of the things she said at the very beginning is 
she what her family loved to do she came from a more introverted family is they would all sit around in a family room with their own book but they would all be together Mm -hmm. meaning they didn't want to be in separate rooms they didn't want to be alone that's a misunderstanding of introversion Mm -hmm. it's we all want to be quiet together and I love that. Yeah. And so when you guys are playing a game and there's like competition and I got to do this and I got to say this and I got to do it do, it's not always fun to me. How can Skippo not be fun? That's the thing is you look through your lens and you go games are fun, period. Some games are and sometimes I do like to play, but my downtime is so different from your downtime. Right. And I really appreciate it when you got and you do this all the time when you guys just allow me to be in your presence. It took years though. I know. I used to really guilt you into that, well, saying, it, how come you're not doing this? And I think it was guilt and judgment. It yeah. was like, you should be doing this. Right. You should have fun doing this. And it takes two people. It takes me who's willing to say, I don't love this, and that's Because okay. a lot of people will will begrudgingly pretend that they like it. Of course. And then they're, they're being in... in and they'll pretend they love it and they're not themselves while they're playing and they all they want to do is get through it and they may make up lies to why they – instead of just saying, I don't want to play. Sweetie, what about playing people? I don't want to play people. What is people? <laughs> Explain people to the those, listeners what people all are. All three of my children loved those little figurines. Yeah, like and they would, the Disney ones or it doesn't matter. Like boxes of Boxes them. of different types of little figurines. things. And, and they put them in a dollhouse. And then they would, would want to pretend. play. And that's not fun to me. Make believe land. And the thing is, is because I was with, <laughs> because I was with the girls from morning till night, meaning basically all day. This is when they were more when they were smaller. When they were smaller, and it was like three forty-five in the afternoon. Did you want to play people, sweetie? No, I was done. And what did you call that time of the day? Witching hour. I was done, <laughs> and not literally done because everybody knows you you aren't done. Right. But what I mean is, I can no longer pretend to be someone I'm not. Right. From this point forward, that still. Means I still have to make dinner. I still, but that's the thing is, I really believe in, and you and I were talking about joy earlier this morning. You've got to insert joy into your day in the way that joy works for you. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is, I just went to the grocery store and I don't love the grocery store. So I wear my earphones and listen to a podcast. Do you dance? No. Okay. I don't go that far. That'd be cool. But there's something about listening to something enjoyable. I was listening to an NPR interview while shopping that slows me down, that allows me to appreciate what's happening. And I would in like even just a few years ago, I would be like, oh, I'm not being mindful enough. I should be mindful of my shopping. Mm-hmm. And I actually am finally like I'm mindful so often yeah. in relationship and yeah. presentation and work and writing that it's okay every once in a while to listen to a podcast while I'm grocery shopping. Right. That's how I insert joy into my kind of joy. That may not be joy for you. Right. Well, I. it's funny you talk about the grocery store because I don't know if I have a big list. It's brutal. Um, and I'm listening to a podcast. It takes me like twice as long. But if I listen to music with my headphones uh-huh. while grocery shopping, I can go quicker. But if I'm literally trying to pay attention to words, it will slow me down. So I don't do it. Well, ZipList helps me tremendously. What's ZipList? ZipList is an app on the phone. Um, and I actually have my phone in front of me. I think it's called ZipList, right, Todd? Uh, I believe you're right. And it is actually very convenient. Um, and it's something that um, gives me a an ability throughout the week to write down what you need. What I need at the store. And you use this first. I got this from you. Yeah. Um, you're welcome. 
Yeah, no problem. And now instead of going to the grocery store and just going through every well, aisle. And they break it down into categories. Like if you totally. put like tomatoes and then you put cereal and then you put grapes, it will categorize the tomatoes and the yeah. grapes. And into you know what my category. favorite thing is? Is when I put smoky food, that's yeah. our rabbit, it puts it under pet. How they does know. it know? Because it's smart. Because it's a zip list. It's a zip list. Um, so anyway, I use that so I don't have to be fully conscious. Meaning I don't have to be like looking at everything because I'm going from one thing to the next to the next. If I don't have a list, I can't listen to a podcast because I got to concentrate on what do I need. And then when you click on it, it goes away. It goes away. Disappears. But it has a master list in there. Oh, it does? Yes. So if you ever wanted to look at everything you've ever put in, isn't that amazing? I knew. I did not know that. Yes. So anyway, my point is, is you're talking about our daughter not wanting to do this or that. We all have our own story about what feels good to us. And one of my most frustrating things, as I have said a million times on this show, is when someone tells me how I'm supposed to feel about something when I feel differently. And why that's important is because I respect how you feel about something. Right. And I want that same compassion and understanding and empathy Quid pro quo, sweetie. Yeah. And so my point in picking in in, uh, talking about the game is you guys really don't put pressure on me anymore. Every once in a while I do play because I want to. There is no black and white. And from my perspective is why would you never want to play a game? Right. And from my perspective is why wouldn't you want to sit on the couch with me and just like read a magazine or read a book and then let's discuss deep things? (laughs) (laughs) Not boo. Yay. I want a yay. Uh, (laughs) uh, That's all I got. Thank you. Thank you. you. Um, All right. Topic number two. Should I read this again? Yeah. So start with the first. Read it, and then we're going to start with the first one. Okay. Don't curse it. Curse it. Nurse it and rehearse it. Nurse it. Rehearse it. Instead, you can disperse it. Disperse it. And reverse it. Reverse it. So let's start at the beginning. So here's the thing. I saw – I don't even know who this guy was. He was a life coach or a a pastor on Oprah, and um, it was on a Super Soul Sunday, which I'm really behind. I haven't been watching Super Soul Sunday a lot lately. And What's up with that? Well, He's in the building! I don't, <laughs> I don't really have a big story. I just think that maybe sometimes there's certain people I'm excited to see and then time goes on and I've been reading, I've been more into brains lately. Not zombie-like Check brains. out the big brains on Brad. <laughs> I just am more interested rather than it doesn't matter. I just there. You and I sometimes go in these waves of things that we love, and we always end up coming back to the same things. Anyway, so this guy said this, and he said many people have said this before me, and I actually Googled it, and it seems to ever when I Googled it, it seemed to all be connected to sermons. Ah. So I don't know if it has a Christian implication or if it's just been used over and over again, but it doesn't matter all right. because the words work. So let's think of an issue that we have in our life. Cursing it. How how does cursing an issue we have in our life help? It usually doesn't, but may yeah, it doesn't really help. That well, much. I can't believe making you aware of it. I can't believe I have to drive twenty minutes to work every day. Can okay. you believe I have to drive twenty? And I'm making this up. Can you believe I have to do that? Can you believe that I would have cursing it? Can it's all? It's always good to to share Let how it you out, feel. Right. It's always good to say this is how I feel and to acknowledge it. Cursing it is a very different thing, especially when it's our history, right. something that happened historically. Okay, I can't believe that I had to grow up in a place that 
I wasn't sure if I was going to get a meal the next day. Right. I don't think that's fair. I can't believe it. You got everything you needed when you were a kid. I didn't get what I needed. There's right. a there's a feeling of um, cursing it kind of keeps it alive. Uh-huh. Do you see what I mean? I do. And so while I'm all- Gives it energy. Constant energy. And while I'm all for acceptance, meaning you have to be able to tell the truth about how you feel about something, but continue- There's a difference between telling the truth and cursing something. There is. There right. is. And just the energy of those words. Right. Okay. Do you have anything to add to cursing it? No, that you shouldn't do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? You're that welcome, everybody. really helpful. Very insightful. So the next one is nurse it. Yeah, nurse so it. So what does it mean to nurse something? It means uh, support it, console it, um, love it. Yeah, keep And again, keep it alive, right? Yeah. Because do you understand what this is, Todd? Do you understand that the, the curse it, nurse it, and rehearse it is not a good thing? Oh, all these first three are bad. I'm, I'm yes. understanding now. I thought nursing was good. Well, it is, but when we're not, nursing not, an old story. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. You should nurse good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> nursing it. We got to come up with a problem so we don't have to speak so generally. Give you, me a problem. Um, I Give me a problem of somebody that you know that they keep rehashing. Uh, I do have... Eh, yeah, be careful because yeah. you don't want it to be obvious. I have a friend who um, has... Eh, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Let's make something up. Um, I, I, I have a friend named George Glass. Okay, George Glass. He called the other night. Yeah, he did call. and I did backwards operator. And he's mad because um, he never had any money when he was little, and now he still doesn't have any money. Okay, perfect. So he curses. I can't believe that I didn't have any money growing up. It was unfair. Everybody else had what they needed. Money is... Um, what is what do people always say about money? Money's bad. Mm-hmm. Money is the root of all evil. Cursing it, cursing it, cursing or it. Or if I had money, which I don't, then I'd be happy. happy. Right. But that's not cursing it yet. Right. Or that's uh, nursing it is. I'm jumping ahead. Okay. Sorry. Nursing it is the whole concept of you keep that story alive. I'll never have any money. I will never have any money. Because the money is, only people who are rich are the people who inherit their money. And just like make, you know, making sure everybody knows how you feel about it constantly, like going through it over and over and over again and discussing Can it. Can you believe how much money Bill Gates has? How come Bill Gates doesn't give me any of his money? Absolutely. And then rehearsing it, that is the even more literal hmm. of making that story and making it a reality. Right. Someone offers you a job oh. where you're going to make money. Yeah, I, I that that job's not the right job for me. That's not the right job for me. I, I could never get money I need there. a different job. Because you know what? It's too good to be true. Yeah, I'm, I don't believe it. There's got to be this guy, this this guy who interviewed me is probably just a BS artist, and he's just trying to sell me on the job. And once I get in, it's going to be a lot worse. That's right. I know what's going to happen because it's happened before. Yeah. You are rehearsing the same story over and over again. So you're cursing it, nursing it, making it come alive and stay fresh, and then you're rehearsing it. So Mm -hmm. those are the three things that maybe everybody listening can think about something in their life, the story that they tell over and over about themselves that... They do these things. Don't curse, don't nurse, and don't rehearse, sweetie. So what are what's the other option? Instead, you can disperse. And reverse. And reverse. I wish we could have a little song to go with this. Maybe we can. I'll make it up. Don't curse it, nurse it, and rehearse it. Instead, you can't disperse it and reverse it. You could have gone rock. 
instead um, of that. But you know what? What Please was don't. that? What category do you think? <laughs> that was like that was like jingle. Uh, folk. Yeah, it was. Well, I don't know if it was folk. So <laughs> disperse. What does disperse mean? Let it go. Not don't easy not, Elsa. <laughs> not put it on other people, but release it. Like there's something so great that I love in yoga, and I it's not just in yoga. I do it in everyday life, where you take a really deep inhale and you exhale loud mm-hmm. through your mouth, mm-hmm. and just like a <sighs> right. And some and you know what we do this naturally because what happens when we get frustrated? What do we do? <sighs> So our body knows mm. that we need to release frustration and discomfort. We do that through our own – we do that without even recognizing that's what we're doing. You know, That's what yelling is. That's what crying is. Right. That's what speaking is. That's what moving the body is. It's dispersing that energy. So when there's something we're stuck on, and again, when we talked about curse, nurse, and rehearse, those are kind of long-term issues. Right. But if it's something that we're stuck on, to talk about it, release it, let some air in, allow yourself to look at it from a different perspective, that is the beginning of healing. I'm stuck on you, sweetie. Isn't, you, isn't that a song? It's Lionel Richie. Is it? Uh-huh. So do you want to move on to reverse it? Um, I want to play Lionel Richie first. Okay. Mighty glad you stayed. Song's terrible. No, it's not. I used to roller skate to I'm this song. I'm waiting for yikes. I'm waiting for the good part. It's coming right now. Hold on. Right now. And right now. Stuck on you. Been a fool too long. I guess it's time for me to come. Yeah, this is just bad. No, it's not. It's not bad. Are you watching a video? No, I'm just looking at the other people that have done this. Okay, wait a second. Can I say something about Todd while he's here? About how awesome I am? When I Please, hear Lionel Richie slow songs like Stuck on You or Penny Lover or Truly or any of those songs, it reminds me of middle school, roller skating, you know, who I liked at the time, who, whatever. Todd's missing all these pieces of his childhood where he didn't listen to pop music, so it has no relevance to him. Where you could hear... Everybody sings. Everybody does. <laughs> this is a good song. Did, does this have relevance to you from your childhood? I, it was it was on the pilot of Miami Vice. Okay. Okay. That was a great pilot, by the way. The very first Miami Vice. I didn't know that we are going to play Lionel Richie, but what about this one? Is this with the blind lady? Yes. It's a great video. You know what my favorite Lionel Richie is? But isn't the sculpture that she makes not very good? It's really bad. I wonder if they did it on purpose. No, they didn't. I watched a pop-up video on that. Of course you did. (laughs) What happened? Do you remember pop-up video? I do. I love that show. You got to turn it down a little. It's loud. I can't. I can't. (laughs) You can't. Or pause it. No, I don't want to pause it. In the pop up video, there was a student that actually made that. Like, it wasn't a joke at all. Yeah. Um, but, and she wasn't really blind. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know. In that. real life, she wasn't. She was an actress. She's a great actress. <laughs> I thought for sure she was blind. Um, my favorite Lionel Richie song is Say You, Say Me. Let me see if I can pull that one up. That was quick. I had an awesome dream. This is a great song. From the movie White Nights. 
with Mikhail Baryshnikov and Gregory Hines. Did you know that Mikhail Baryshnikov was an actor? He's the guy from Sex and the City, right? Well, he's a, <laughs> he's a like the best ballet dancer of his time, so that's probably first. You know what I like? I like the fact that um, we've played like four songs and we've completely <laughs> derailed this podcast, but it's part of our intro now. What For is? the first time, it says, we discuss transformational wisdom, everyday challenges, and pop culture. Right. So I feel like okay with with spending five minutes on Lionel Richie, well, it, whereas before I think I'd be like, no, this time is to bad. pull it back. Well, here's why, you know, I changed that in or that thing because we're redoing our website. So I rewrote some some text for it, some content. And the reason I rewrote that is I was actually reading other people's reviews of our show. Okay. And they say things like they talk about pulp, pop culture. Mm-hmm. And see, you and I don't think about it because no. it's what we talk about all the language, time. Right. We talk about the, like, you when you guys aren't around listening to us, this we're is... talking about the same thing. Right. If you lived with us, it would be very redundant. Yeah, you'd be like, you sound like you're on your podcast. <laughs> Lady Redundant Woman. Yes. Anybody who knows where Lady Redundant Woman comes from gets Shoot a prize. A, yeah, big prize. <laughs> it's a, a shout out on the show. It is. Right? A shout out on the show if you know where that comes from. Anyway, so can I finish with Reverse It now? Re- finish with Reverse It. Okay. Oh, actually, before you do that. Uh-oh. Um... Back it up, back it up, perfect, back it up. Right? That's It's perfect. Honey. I am Mr. Sound Effects. Okay, so reverse it. What that means is look at it a different way. Turn it around. Flip that idea. Like, blow the lid off of it. Whatever. You know, it's before we came downstairs, Todd and I were talking about he, he has a friend who looks at things a certain way. And um, we were kind of discussing his perspective and trying to keep our egos out of it because he has the right to look at things – any way he wants to. Right. If I have the right to look at things the way I do, then he has the right. Sure. So I try to keep the words right and wrong out of it. Right. But my big but is, is it's somebody who is looking for joy mm-hmm. in their life and and struggles to find it and keeps looking for it externally yeah. or keeps waiting for it to kind of knock him over the head. And it rarely does. You have to somehow, sometimes be open to receiving it. Right. When good things happen to people who are Debbie Downers, they won't even witness it. They don't see it. They don't they, see it. They Something will happen and they'll say, it's a fluke. Mm-hmm. I didn't deserve it. That person didn't really mean it. Um, oh yeah, I found that, but I won't find it tomorrow. Yeah, breakfast is good, but dinner won't be. It's not about external happiness or things coming into your life. It is about... Um, noticing, and this is a gratitude thing, or I call it a joy thing, noticing what's working already. Right. It's noticing how, think like right now I'm looking at it around me and I have this, my good granola mm-hmm. around me. I have an iced tea that I absolutely love and I'm looking at you and I love you. This is joy to me. Right. And I appreciate this. And And other people would look at this saying, what does she have to be joyful around? She's just sitting around a table and you saw three things that are worthy of joy. And I, instead of pushing the joy away and saying this is very Brene Brown uh, kind of way to philosophize it, but instead of pushing the joy away and saying, well, wait, I got work to do today. I'm not going to focus on these good things because I got to get through things. I'm going to take that in and recognize that that iced tea and the joy in that tea empowers me to be better today. Here's the deal. Okay. If you're listening to this podcast, that means you have a phone. 
Yeah. Which means you probably have a roof over your head. Right. Which probably means that you have food in your belly. Yeah. Which probably means that you have water coming out of a tap. Yeah. Every single one of us right. has so much to be grateful for. Yes. And we we weave this web of chaos and disappointment when we have all these wonderful things right in front of us. We feel like we need more. And and the truth is, is it's okay to want more things. It's okay to want new experiences. It's okay to not feel completely satisfied with something. There's nothing wrong with that. That's human. But can you simultaneously recognize what you do enjoy? Yeah. Because if you can balance, I don't want to give away too much of our Mother's Day virtual retreat here. You mean the you May can, the 4th be the with May you? The May the 4th be with you retreat that's virtual that you need to sign up online as mparentingradio.com, click yes. events. But if you can notice what's working all the time, not just when you're on vacation, not just when it's Saturday, if you can recognize good things, it makes the things you're longing for or the things you would like, it, it gives them less power. Now, here's a weird thing. I, can I launch into something really different here? Please. Not totally different, but so my friend Andy and I were talking about this last or a couple of weeks ago because what you find is when you start to do that, that life is less wavy. And what I mean by that is that you kind of, when you start to recognize the, the daily joy, you don't have as many extreme ups. Right. Simul- at the same time, you don't have as many downs. You kind of stay not in a numb state. Mm-hmm. You're still mindful and awake and conscious, but you're not. I think so many of us are used to way up, way down, good day, yeah. bad day, good experience, bad experience. And you start to kind of go through life and you're just kind of fine. Mm-hmm. Like one, I wrote this in an article a while ago that I really am just fine with Mondays. I'm fine with Sundays. Mm-hmm. I, of course, Friday has its perks and I love Friday and Saturday's great. But when people get so depressed on Sunday or, oh my God, I can't believe it's Monday, I don't have those deep. I understand where they come from, but I don't experience that the way I used to. Does that make sense, Todd? It does. It, and I think we all have different perspectives on it. Right. Um, yeah, mine is not the only perspective. That's for well, sure. Well, I, I mean, uh, we're all on a spectrum. We're on a spectrum, Where okay. some people kind of like roll with the ups and the downs, and other people experience way ups and way right, downs. Right. And the idea is to maybe, I don't know, just shift that perspective. If, if, if the way ups and the way downs is, is serving you, have at it, um, but it may not, and and vice versa. If if kind of being so even keeled is working for you, have at that too. But sometimes, you know, we're going to talk about this in our men's group tomorrow night, and that is sometimes the downs give you the ability to have the ups. Right. And here's the thing is even keel, like when I'm thinking about myself, you know me, you live with me. I cry a lot. I get frustrated about things a lot. Even keel doesn't mean everything rolls off my back. What it means is I don't curse it, nurse it, and rehearse it forever. Right. Something happens. I cry. I say it out loud and I get back. Like the, the, one of the biggest myths or misconceptions about consciousness or awareness or spirituality or mindfulness or anything is that you somehow are happy all the time. Yeah. That is not true. You go through all sorts of experiences. You go through, you know, but the thing is, is that's the key. You go through them. You deal with them. You Instead feel of go them. around them. It's you kind of like the whole. You don't avoid them. Yeah. You, I mean, sometimes I like to avoid them. I'm human. But there's there's a sense of acceptance with the way you feel. And what that allows you to do 
is not be afraid of feeling. Because right. a lot of what keeps us unhappy in life is by numbing ourselves because we're afraid to feel certain things. Right. So once we get through the idea that we can handle our emotional experience, it makes life less daunting. What did you say about Mondays? That what do you what do you feel about them? Are you gonna play Manic Mondays? And he can see oh. no reasons because there are no reasons. What reason do you need to be sure? Sweetie. Boomtown Rats? It is. Is that Bob Geldof? Uh, no, uh, it is Bob Geldof. That's He's the I lead thought. singer of Boomtown Rats. I like that song. Yeah. Um, let's talk about him for just like two seconds. Sure. He kind of changed the world. He did. I don't know if he gets enough credit for what he did. Agreed. He started, um, he did the We Are the World thing, right? And Live Aid. Or no, did he do? He didn't, he do, didn't do We Are the he World. Did, he did Band Aid. Band Aid. Mm-hmm. And he did Live Aid. He just, he started, I'm, I'm sure there are people, historically speaking, who have gotten artists together to do things. Maybe he's not the first. But talk about pop culture. Yeah. He made that common yeah. to bring groups of people together to make a change. So, And he was also a big part of one of my formerly, oh, we were supposed to do our movies today too. Bummer. Well, we can start with our top two uh let's start our we'll start with our top three top three and got then we it. gotta go because i gotta go where you okay you gotta go literally i gotta go so are we done with curse it nurse it rehearse it disperse it and reverse it yeah and i think i might um cut that song out and maybe try to sell it the, what when, song when i was singing oh yeah yeah try that, and sell it yeah to whom people them <laughs> all the thems out there all the thems out there all right um, so, so we talked last week on our podcast cause Ka- Kathy has like 20 movies in her top 10, <laughs> which logically drives me a little nuts. So I asked her to come up with her top 10. So, um, we did that last weekend and I know my top three. I know my top three. Okay. So you start with your first, your number one. Well, we, we all know it's Wizard of Oz. Mine is Star Wars. Okay. What's your number two? Forrest Gump. Very good. Mine is Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> What's your number three? Uh, Billy Elliot. Billy Elliot. And mine is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. <laughs> uh, a lot of you probably thought it was going to be a Return of the Jedi. Yeah, you kind of you kind of threw us. Yeah, as I get older, I am a much bigger fan of Empire. I used to be a 1-3 tour. It means Star Wars, then Return, then Empire. But I've turned into a 1-2-3 just because of Yoda and the range of emotion that yes, you deal with yes. in Empire Strikes yes, Back. Yes, and that they leave you hanging, literally. It ends bad. Yeah. We get our butt kicked. Yeah. The rebellion has got their butt kicked. And Han is somewhere. Han is frozen in carbonite. Luke's got a hand that's missing. But at least he got it fixed. The dude fixed it. Remember, it was it became a Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robot I remember hand. that part. But then, you know, the, the last shot of Empire Strikes Back is Luke is there with Leia, Leia and R2 and 3PO and Chewbacca and Lando go out looking for Han. And no Han. offense. Is it Han? Han. Is it really? It's both. Whatever. Okay. But I don't know. I wasn't really enthusiastic about... Lando and Chewie because Lando totally is screwed like, them. He totally screwed him. And Chewie he didn't have a choice. And Chewie, yeah. And Chewie doesn't he's not much without Han. He's sad. He's sad. Do, do Chewie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I gotta go. Okay. Um, 
But is uh, that we, it? Oh, we haven't talked about our second or our third partner. Yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> we haven't talked about our partners. Um, Tree of Life Chiropractic Care. Um, Dr. Kelly, she adjusts us twice a month, and she's awesome. Chirotree.com, 630-941-8733. And then our last partner is Jeremy Kraft from Avid, and that's 630-956-1800. So then on the next show, we're going to do three more. Yeah, four, five, and six. Four, five, and six. And this Friday, we have on uh, Liana Green, right? Yes, um, wonderful resource for you guys to dive into. It's called Kids in the House. We're going to talk more about it on this Friday's episode of Zen Parenting Radio. Um, and kidsinthehouse.com. And she is the uh, creator, CEO, uh, founder of Kids in the House. Yeah, she's awesome. Um, we'll save the tournament of bads until next week. All right. And um, give us reviews on iTunes, share our show, tell a friend. Do something good. Get tickets for the Empowerment Project at York Theater. Go on zenparentingradio.com, click events, get registered for the Zen Parenting Radio Mother's Day virtual retreat. And once you're registered, you can gift it to somebody and it's just going to be a nice little group. Words of wisdom? Um, words of wisdom is, I don't know, you always get me right at the end. In the words of Yoda? Yes. Try not, do or do not. There is no try. There is no try. Practice. And my word would be practice. Uh, practice makes perfect. Nope, there is no perfect. Oh, practice makes pretty good. Practice means that you're getting up all the time when you get knocked down and doing it again rather than creating a story about how things are bad. I wonder if I still, I was about to do my practice. No, don't do practice. I don't want to hear Alan Iverson right now. AI. All right, so we're restarting the end of our show. <laughs> all right, guys, see you later, alligators, when your legs are straighter. <laughs> Have a good week. You have a good week. I will. With I, my iced tea. I will, too. And your granola. And my granola. And I'm going to go eat a salad. Yummy. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.